You please be seated, those of you who are at Lyft this morning, to view and worship with us as we, I don't want to use the word um, watch the baptism because it's an act of worship. And if it's an act of worship for those who are being baptized today, it certainly is an act of worship for all of us. And so I think it's going to be a very, very special morning, even more so with us having these wonderful baptisms together um, as a church. I'd like you to turn with me to Acts chapter 2, verses 31 to 38. Acts chapter 2, verse 31 says, Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of death, nor did his body see decay. God raised this Jesus to life. And we are all witnesses of it. Isn't that beautiful? In the context of baptism, let me read it again. God has raised this Jesus to life. And we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you see now and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for my feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other disciples or apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter said, Repent and be baptized. Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are afar off. And for all whom the Lord will call. I believe today that the call of God is going out all over through um, Facebook Live. And also here, God's call is going out into our hearts. And it's a wonderful thing when God calls because he stirs our hearts and he puts faith within our hearts and then we reach out to him and some amazing things happen within our lives. And it's very exciting that for the three people who are getting baptized this morning and of course, as it is our practice and it has always been, we have brought an extra set of clothing for anyone this morning who would say, Piet, faith has been placed within my heart to be baptized this morning. So we have extra sets of clothing. Love on a hanger has plenty for the ladies. And I have an extra set for some men. And I brought a bigger set because I'm so small. And so anyone could fit into that. Um, But um, God is calling. And that's the very powerful message this morning, that God's voice is going out and God is calling people today. And so there's no surprise within my heart in people responding to the call of God. The call of God to salvation, the call of God to baptism, the call of God into certain areas of ministry. But God is calling us today. And this passage of scripture, you know, and I've just entitled uh, my 10 minute talk, um, Baptism God's Way. And when we look at this passage of scripture, we see that God gives us a wonderful explanation through the scriptures about 
baptism God's way. Because when baptism is done God's way, there is a ministry that is released into our lives in that moment. Through that channel and that act of worship called baptism that releases something of God within our lives. And so oftentimes we have heard, and correctly so, that baptism is an act of obedience. Because Jesus said, let me do it now to fulfill all righteousness. So we understand that there is an act of obedience in it. But my friends, that act of obedience was already taken by us when we came to know the Lord Jesus. So it's actually a natural step into baptism. But through that act of obedience, there is a faith that is released within our hearts through salvation that not only opens up the door for us to be baptized in water, but it actually propels us into that next step to be baptized. And so I know for Andrew, and he's going to share his testimony, it's taken a few years for him to do that. But you see, you know, it's an amazing thing when it is later on in years and God just opens up that channel of faith within our hearts. It's easy to step into it because all of the smaller reasons why we do not want to do it actually falls to the wayside. And I'm not going to share Andrew's testimony, but it just really inspired me at our new members class the other night. Andrew's been a Christian for many years. And um, he said, as I talked about baptism as a core value of ours as a church, he said, suddenly, he said, why shouldn't I do it? What happened? There was faith that came based on an act that God did for him many years ago. And so that's also a beautiful expression of worship. And so we see most often in the Bible, the moment when people came to know the Lord Jesus, baptism was a natural next step within the next moments after they came to know the Lord Jesus. There wasn't a period when people said, well, I've got to feel good about this first, or you know, I've got to wait until I'm spiritually equipped for it. That's not the reason for baptism. They got baptized straight away. And so it is a natural act, yes, of obedience, but it's also a step of faith. And faith has nothing to do with feelings. It is based on truth. And um, the other day I was just talking to God in my own devotions. And um, it is amazing how God speaks to us about certain things within my life. And, and even within my life, I said, Lord, I pray that your word, and it was a specific truth in the Bible that God was speaking to me, and my response was, let your word become truth to me today. That is what faith does. His word, the Bible, I said, Lord, let it become truth personally to me. And that is what happens when faith enters into our lives for something. And when that happens, all of the peripheral reasons why we can't do a certain thing 
just pales in insignificance. And something wonderful happens. And we just say, well, why shouldn't I do it now? And that is the beautiful thing that God does within our hearts. But when we read this passage of Scripture, it is amazing. It just covers almost every aspect of why we do baptism and the beautiful symbolism here. And um, you know, it speaks about Jesus. So baptism is, is always done within the context of Jesus in the very center. My friends, if Jesus isn't in the very center of our worshipful act of baptism, then it actually hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. doesn't matter who stood proxy for you. It doesn't matter in what context you do it. If Jesus was not in the very center of that, baptism hasn't happened. And you say, Piet, I don't understand that. Obedience is something I do for God. But the bigger picture of baptism is that the real only step of obedience that you and I take is to agree to baptism and to be here. And that's where the person who are getting baptized's responsibility ends. Do you know what happens straight away? That person is surrendering themselves to the baptizer and to the baptizer, which is Jesus. And they go into a passive state, and I use that advisedly, of receiving from God, which is a wonderful thing. They receive from God the very things that he has prepared for them. So when you look at this passage of scripture and you read the passages about baptism here, you see that in Acts chapter 2 verse 31, it says, seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah. That he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised Jesus to life, and that is what baptism is. There's a death. Then there's a burial. And then there is a raising back to life. And that raising back to life is what happens when you passively surrender yourself to the Lord in worship during baptism. Isn't that a beautiful picture? You see, so baptism, yes, is obedience, point number one. Important, of course. Point number two, baptism has everything to do with surrendering yourself. And that's why people find it very difficult to be baptized, because it means that you surrender your will to his will. It means that you surrender your ways to his ways. That's how powerful surrender is. And it means that you open yourself up to his workings within your life. You say, but as a Christian, I will do that. Baptism is the very beginning of it. Why do you think there are times when you struggle to surrender your will to his will? Why do you think sometimes you struggle to embrace his ways instead of your ways. Why? Because the channel of baptism, there is something supernatural that happens when you are baptized. You, just, you don't become wet after baptism when you were dry before baptism. It's not just an experience of getting wet. 
there is a supernatural work that God does, which is beautiful. So we see that God's grace flows through a surrendered heart. And anyone who are baptized, there is a grace that is released within their lives. And it's amazing, it's almost like a tap that's been, or a faucet that's been turned on. The water runs when that happens in baptism. That's why preferably it happens straight after salvation. And so grace flows through the surrendered heart of the person. And so baptism speaks about us surrendering to him. And that's why I love the passage in Acts chapter 2. It says, God raised this Jesus to life, and then we are all witnesses of it. Baptism isn't done in private. It is done publicly. God raised Jesus to life. And so when we come out of the water, it is us being raised back to life. So, in baptism, there is a bath, because baptism symbolizes, before we get baptized, that we're dirty, so we need a bath. And secondly, it speaks about a burial, We die to our will and to our ways. But then he says, God raised this Jesus back to life. And we are witnesses of it. And I love this. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit. Spirit, and has poured out what you see now and here. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to me, Sit at my right hand until I make my enemies a principle. And so Peter replied, Repent and be baptized. Do you see how the scripture is linked to baptism? Isn't that amazing? Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And what will happen? You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promises for you and for your children and for all who are afar off, for all whom the Lord God will call. The way that we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit is when we surrender to him. Your will, God, instead of my will. Your ways, God, instead of my way. We surrender ourselves to him. And that's why when people get baptized, they go back, so they're surrendering themselves to the baptizer. You know, it's a beautiful one. You know, uh, we have chosen, you know, Jesus does it by himself, but we normally do it with two people. But... The person being baptized, still in a passive state, puts themselves in the hands of the baptizer and the big baptizer. And so we put them down and there is that that, that sense of surrendering and receiving. You cannot receive if you do not put yourselves in the hands of the baptizer. 
And that's why the gift of the Holy Spirit is associated oftentimes with people being baptized in water. And so, my friends, when we look at baptism, it's surrender. Sorry, it is, it is, it is obedience first. Yes. It's a step of surrender absolutely, 100%. You know, we normally obviously, you know, have a good laugh about it, but we say to people, when we put you under the water, we put you under for three minutes because Jesus was in the grave for three days. And there is a sense of, 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 of us dying, you know, and we really, really die to self, to our own will, to our own ways. That's our powerful word. But then there is a period when we die, the gift of the Holy Spirit enters us and there is a resurrection life that takes place in many dimensions that causes us to be in a position to be in the hands of God where we surrender to him and to his ways and uh, that's a lifelong journey that we have. And my friends, that's exactly what is going to be happening here. So all of the people here are surrendering to Jesus this morning. They have obeyed him in salvation. They're surrendering themselves to Jesus in the waters of baptism. Grace will flow through them. So there is a supernatural experience that will happen today. And as grace flows through them, um, we understand that there is a picture of receiving from God and his church. And you're going to be receiving some wonderful things today. And so what we're going to do is before we baptize each person, we're going to say, we baptize you now in the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I emphasize, and Lord Jesus, would you baptize this person now with your precious Holy Spirit. And so as you go under the water, in the hands of Jesus, the baptizer, there's a filling of your life um, that is so special. And so we're going to trust God for that. His life becomes your life. Romans chapter 6 verses 3 and 4 says, Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, you too may live a new life. When you come out of the water, it's symbolic. But not only symbolic, there is a supernatural act of God again just doing something within your life. And so today, we have faith for these things to happen within the lives of these three people and maybe some more, if any of you would like to respond to God in this way. Can I ask us to stand and I'm going to pray for us. And people at home, you know, um, if you're at home and God is touching your heart and there's another person there, fill up the bath. Get into the bath and get baptized. Obedience is an immediate act. And I'd love for you, we can do it here next Sunday. If you let us know, we'll leave the water in this baptistry, which is kind of like 
uh, a wonderful pool that we have. It's 35 degrees, the water. And um, so it's going to be special. But uh, we're trusting God that he would drop that faith within your heart for all of those other reasons just to pale in insignificance this morning. Shall we pray together? Father, thank you for the beautiful act of water baptism or believer's baptism. Thank you, Father, for the acts of obedience, the acts of surrender that we see within our midst, but also the act of trusting you to receive what you have for your children. Thank you that you are going to fill these three people with the Holy Spirit and gifts that you have prepared for them and works that they should walk in to in advance. And so we thank you, Father, for this very special opportunity in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh,